Meditation and Business. Top 5 Practical Tactics for Entrepreneurs. I get a lot of outreach on the first two words in the title of this article, meditation and business. People know that I've been involved in entrepreneurship. I've also traversed the ups and downs of founding, bootstrapping, scaling, and exiting. At first, mentees and coaches reach out for business reasons. After a few business conversations together, mentees ask me about meditation and how to create best practices around nurturing an interior life and developing a consistent mindfulness practice. I've spent years developing these internal practices that have helped support my life and my entrepreneurial journey. Activities like meditation and other mindfulness practices have helped me find my way out of significant challenges and mistakes in my entrepreneurial journey. I'll share a few experiential learnings I've been fortunate enough to experience throughout the years of adhering to a consistent mindfulness practice devoted to developing my interior life. Number one, start small and brief. If you're looking to start a mindfulness practice for the first time, devote one to three minutes a day for 60 days. After this time, slowly increase it for the next 60 days and follow this pattern. Similar to physical exercise, you're building muscle that you can't see in the mirror. Number two, find your day rhythm. I challenge you to question the notion of a 24-hour day. You may find that your natural and organic daily rhythm might be 36 hours or 48 hours or some other amount of time. Tie your rhythm to desire, not laziness. For example, if you meditate today and don't feel the urge to meditate again until 40 hours later, you may operate on a 48-hour day. Don't judge yourself. Go with your natural flow. Number three, be organic and natural in your activities. Many corners of the entrepreneurial world preach adherence to forced morning rituals. For example, many feel you must rise each morning, say a daily affirmation in the mirror, write in your gratitude journal, meditate in front of your infrared red light, stand outside on your lawn and ground your energy, ingest a green drink, followed by grass-fed butter coffee, and then hop on your Peloton and go to your favorite exercise class, all the while intermittent fasting. This example may be a little extreme here, and the above example obviously plays out differently for different people, but I wanted to give an example. In full transparency, I was one of those people following these practices in a forced way. I'm not saying any, any of these activities are wrong. They're all great on their own, However, the approach is what I criticize. Doing them with the rigor of a drill sergeant and then engaging in negative self-talk if you miss one or more of these morning routines is what drains the magic out of these activities. They should be done organically and naturally based on your natural rhythm and desires. See point two above. Number four, lay a foundation with what resonates. There are many classes in mindfulness and meditation. However, there are just as many offerings that are not credible. My suggestion is to try a few initially, then pick one modality that resonates with you. Don't jump around. There's a saying that if you're in a desert and you're thirsty and you start digging a hole to find water, then you get impatient 
and then begin digging many holes frantically, you'll eventually die of thirst. However, if you stayed the course with the first hole you decided to dig, you would hit the water table and quench your thirst. Regarding mindfulness and meditation apps, my opinion is that they are only good for an initial start. Most people eventually stop using them for many reasons. They're not the best approach for this subject matter. For example, I'm a longtime martial artist. I learned from great masters in person. I would never have been able to learn martial arts via YouTube or Instagram. Number five, engage and play to find your best form of meditation. The best activities to induce a state of mindfulness and a meditative state may reveal themselves if you think back to your sixth grade self. What did you do in the sixth grade that allowed you to lose track of time? There may be a clue here to help you rediscover your most potent form of meditation unique to you. For example, in Randy Posh's book, The Last Lecture, with only months left to live and dying of pancreatic cancer, Randy decided to start riding his bike around his neighborhood, similar to what he did at 12 years old. This activity brought him lots of joy. For me, I lose track of time and enter into a state of flow when I'm shooting free throws on my driveway. I'm sure my neighbors in my suburb of Oakville look out their windows and wonder what this 44-year-old man is doing, shooting hoops regularly in his driveway. Number six, keep your progress private. You are cultivating the landscape of your interior life with these activities. The energy here will flourish more if you keep it within your physical circle of love and trust. There's no need to post pictures on social media of you doing your morning routines or your mindfulness slash meditation practice. Doing this drains some of the positive energy you're building. Don't brag and keep the ego in check. To sum up my perspective on adopting a mindfulness and meditation practice as an entrepreneur, I would look to slowly integrating practices that connect with you. Next, I would recommend learning from credible practitioners on a one-to-one -one basis when it comes to learning. Finally, try your best to discern the real from the unreal when it comes to modalities and teachers. If you have any questions at all, please drop me a line in the comments below. Thanks for listening.